Hello and welcome to our final, last recap show from CES 2013. I'm Norm from Tessa.com and it's been a long week. I think the motto of the show is, today's been a long week. Yesterday was a long week, today also a long week. We've been at CES 2013 for a couple days now and we got back and we, you know, we decided to relax a little bit. How do you end CES? How do you end a week full of technology and walking and, and craziness? I think this is how you end. Enjoy this little clip. Well, I guess that's how you end CES. That's one way to do it. We had a little time to spare because we're waiting for all of our guests to arrive today. And that's a great time to introduce them. We have Patrick <laughs> Norton and Veronica Belmont, great friends from Techzilla. Oh my goodness, it's Revision 3. How are you guys doing? Good. Man, there's just no way to look cool while ice skating unless you're like a professional ice skater. No, we were talking about this earlier. Like the 20% of your brain that you use to look cool is used to stay balanced and not look like an idiot. Unless you're Canadian, then it's That's your blood. That's the trick. That's the yeah. trick. Yeah. We can't wait. We're going to go back on the ice later with our Canadian and watch him twirl. Watch our Canadian twirl on <laughs> Tested. That's the, yeah. Is that legal in this state? Actually, it's about yeah, anything. Everything's Everything legal goes. in Everything Vegas. Goes. And there's no personal income tax. Hmm. Hmm. Stop giving me ideas. So you guys uh, have been here the whole week. Um, some of you, and I want to talk about CES, what you guys have seen, and let's go backwards. So what did you guys do today? Pat? I had a festival of headphones. Uh, so like Texilla did like, I think we did 35 or 40 segments. Uh, we started putting stuff in the can to use for 40 our... 40 segments? Over the course of the week, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. today? <laughs> I think the most we've done in one day is 15 or 20. Wow. Um, I did I did eight on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, we're around that, yeah. that pace. Mm -hmm. um, at, at that point, the producers get really not unhappy with us. You just see like the little wheels turning in the editor's heads like, I'm yeah. never leaving this place. <laughs> I'm going this to die here. Now. <laughs> well, first of all, wasn't that amazing? Joey ice skating backwards. I know. On, on, with my well iPhone, done. ice skating backwards. He almost was, ate it a couple times, almost. but he, he was going backwards, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Incredible. Mm -hmm. All right, so Patrick, headphones? Yeah, so there's, there's like, it's kind of, okay, one of the big trends at CES this year, crappy headphones endorsed by celebrities. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a Sony's headphone. It's Simon Cowell says, hands down, the best headphones ever. Yeah, but all, the thing is, those are actually decent headphones. I did not get a chance to listen to those. The Sony booth was so unbelievably packed, I did not even mention yeah, those. Okay. So, uh, but I listened to uh, Sennheiser's Biodynamics, uh, House of Marley, because I was curious. I actually ran into somebody who's a fan of the show down there. Um, and it's been fun to actually listen to a bunch of stuff um, um, from different vendors. I also got a chance to listen to Sennheiser's Orpheus, which is their, like... Is that the one they show inside the booth? Yes. The last booth? Yes. Well, we they did actually... That last year, and you need special equipment not only for the headphones, but to play music, special music tracks. It's, it's all... No, you don't need special music tracks. They're just trying to display the Orpheus with the most exquisitely recorded audio available on 180-degree gram audiophile vinyl oh. to, to allow you the full range oh. of harmonic reproductions. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, if you want to see something really funny... Um, Find Lloyd Case and ask him about yeah. tube amplification and audio files, and he'll just he'll just be like, you know, is Lloyd a big audio guy? He's not a big audio guy, but he's a big believer that tubes are are bull stuff. Oh, okay. Lloyd okay. would never. I don't think Lloyd curses, so I I, yeah. I won't put a curse in his mouth. But it's really funny. But the you know the Orpheus is like this. It's one of those holy grails of audio file. You know, it's just you know these 
beautiful giant headphones and they come with this gigantic ribbon cable that goes to this huge like you know umpteen tube headphone amplifier that weighs like 30 pounds and invariably you know it's connected to a 75 pound seven thousand dollar audiophile grade turntable with a with a with a head my the turntable much less the you know the freaking needle is worth more than my car and i'm like you know, and I've just heard the i8-800s, which sound fantastic, beautiful set of earbuds. They've got a new set of $350 headphones that I can't remember the name of that really sound exquisite. Um, I should look it up because the sound stage in those is amazing. But, you know, every so often I like to listen to a $25,000 something and realize... Every, every so often. Every once so often. Yeah. yeah. Once a year. Well, actually, it's been a few years since I've gotten to go look at the uh, audio file boost. But, oh, the Momentum. $349 Momentum. Fantastic sound. Beautiful sound stage. Beautiful, rich, crisp lows and highs. Punchy almost perfect um, for 340 now fantastic you know and I'm like the i800s i800s which are like I want to say a thousand dollars biscuit under a thousand dollars really 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 beautiful sound and I'm like twenty five thousand no these are you know they sold for like nine thousand dollars in 1992 and they sell for like twenty five thousand dollars if you ever see them on eBay I'm like punk that's nice but I ain't hearing the other $24,000. <laughs> yes! Ah, you, you made the right decisions in life. You made, made, didn't yeah. make poor choices. It makes me <laughs> what, so what happy. What songs were they playing? It was, it was like, it's unfortunate because like, I'm always like, can I you know, plug your headphone display into my iPhone so I can uh, hear lossless tracks? Oh, uh, that, that DAC? Uh, they're usually what? pretty good about it. Like, you know, the, the Biodynamics guys let me do it. The Sennheiser's guys let me do it. It's, they're usually pretty chill about it. But the, uh, it was so funny, but you went with the Orpheus. It's not like I run, even I don't carry if, you know, vinyl at CES because, you know, I mean, that would be really awesome to do next year. Could you put this on, please, right. just to watch the guy's eyeballs explode out of his face? Um, well, yeah, but it was surprise the PR guy. It was, you know, it was one of those things like you buy in the back of Stereophile magazine where it's, you know, it's like, you know, some incredible, you know, it was, it, I could, it was funny because I spent the time listening to it and maybe this is, you know, how critical and amazing the Orpheus is, is that I spent the entire time not even considering the fact that there was something blanketing my ears with velvety sound, but I was thinking like, wow, I really want to know what microphones they were using, what room they were in, which for me is like the big, like when you go from like a hundred dollar set of headphones to a $350 set of headphones, you're going from like, I'm hearing music to, wow, I'm hearing all the detail, the echo, the reverb, the decisions that were made. There's a sound stage. I can place instruments. It's this, all this layers of, of just richness come out. It's and from everything. beginning to end, from yeah. the instrument, that, that whole workflow. You, need, yeah. you want to know what that is. Yeah, well, especially like, you know, like listening to like some Motown stuff, and you can actually kind of feel the sense of the room that was picked up in the microphones, and, and a lot of modern stuff, this fantastic recording of cymbals, and it's like being next to a ride cymbal at a live show, and it's freaking amazing. You know, so I was thinking about all that stuff rather than like the fact that, you know, I got a $25,000 set of headphones, so maybe they're just that perfect. But it was some like, you know, insert name of audiophile collection record. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we took 72 year old microphones blessed by Edison and Tesla, you know, <laughs> licked by the ghost of Duke Ellington and recorded them into a 72 year old schoolhouse auditorium designed by like insert name of someone who designed perfect acoustic structures. It was one of those things. It was like, you know, it was music. It was, it, there was life and fidelity to it, but I have no idea who it was. So you tried some headphones. I tried some headphones. Uh, that sounds like... <laughs> that was way yeah, too much. I'm like, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> we can, you know, we probably do it. It's hey multiple hours <laughs> well, I should on, point headphone, out, like, on, on headphones and audio. It's, it's awesome. But there's so... I mean, there are parts of those because there's like... And I think you'll agree, there's so many bad headphones at CES. There are a lot of bad headphones and or a lot bad of bad headphones, looking headphones. Brand, you know, branded headphones. And yeah, everyone knows about... I don't want to call it specific names. Like but, Monster? Yeah. <laughs> ex, per, exercise in marketing. But yeah, celebrity endorsed headphones and 
How really involved are they? I don't understand that. Well, I guess I understand the phenomenon, but I, it just makes me kind of sad. Like, I went to the Monster Press Conference, and you've probably talked a lot about this. And it was like, let's just parade a ton of celebrities out here. The headphones, they're fine. I mean, the the, the previous models, like the Beats by Dre that they were partnered with, uh, actually sounded pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're just getting into this wacky design. Like, they're doing stuff with Diesel, and they're doing stuff with Toomey Luggage, and they're doing stuff with... with um, um, what's the other company? I can't remember. But they're all just like, they look crazy. Jimmy Choo? No, no, not quite yet. Maybe sometime. <laughs> uh, but they, I, they're just not my style. I mean, I guess I can't really rag on them too much. Because I guess they might be someone's style. There could be someone's style. I mean, they're really trying to, to market to different segments of the population, like the fashionista, the sports right, fan. Right. They're coming out with a new gaming headset, which I'm actually kind of curious to listen to. But that, and see does how that it really work for you and me when we're supposed to be in that room writing about that? Like, why parade those people in front of us? I don't know who they're trying to... Yeah, they're not going to impress us right. with that. Well, it's I'm, not like I'm, a live stream press conference. But there's also, like, regional news there. There's, you know, all of these... Suckers. These, that's a really nice way of saying it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there who, like, I can totally hear the producer's voice going, we've got to get the video of... What was one of the celebrities I don't know? Exhibit. Exhibit. Nick Exhibit. Cannon was there. We got to see that out with Exhibit. Isn't there like an opportunity to really embrace the internet there and get something viral going on? Probably. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, they didn't even announce a tie-in with him. He oh. was just there. Oh, okay. So I'm not really sure why he was there. And then another guy came up to us earlier um, when we were walking around in the South Hall, and he just said the name of a celebrity, like, hey, we've got so-and-so, but he didn't even say what kind of product he had or what he was showing off. We're like, right. oh, okay, cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so or, it's, it's kind of come to that. I yeah. mean, maybe we're just jaded. Well, being bright but that's also been going on for a while. The whole theme of this week is we've had people on this entire week, mm-hmm. and everyone has kind of been down on this year's CES. <laughs> a little jaded, a little cynical. We're not, I don't want this to be a cynical show. Let's be, I, we can be critical. I want okay. to be excited by technology. I, I want to l- be. Let's be excited. Let's just talk about the things that we were actually excited about. I will say that for the first time in my entire career, I have regretted not being at the opening keynote. At yeah. CBS. Oh, what? yeah. I missed it too. Just the, the spectacle. I, I just yeah. like, cause it's, 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 I've never actually, you know what I mean? Outside of, I want to say maybe the introduction of the Xbox, I don't think there's ever been anything useful at that opening keynote. And I missed like Big Bird and Mayhem. And you know, just like just like looking Guillermo at Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Apparently, that that movie scene was like super super violent. intense and violent and bloody. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I was like, I'm really glad I wasn't there because I don't I don't do well with that kind of stuff. That's weird. Yeah. But I didn't have such an exciting day as Patrick. Okay. Yeah. What did you do today? I ate I ate a lonely cheeseburger in the mall, <laughs> but <laughs> I saw Dennis Rodman. Now, okay, I got it. Explain this. You had a day okay. off. I had a day off today. Yeah. Today was my day off. So I've been here since Sunday, and it was like I was like, oh, I have a day free. I'm I'm going home on Friday mm-hmm. after our meetup tonight. Yeah. And uh, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, I, I'm not a gambler. Like uh, no one else is really around. I guess I'll go shopping. Yeah. Why not? I'll just walk around the mall, see what's there. Which one did you go to? Miracle Mile. Oh. So not only did you have a sad, lonely cheeseburger, you had a sad, lonely cheeseburger in the saddest mall. I didn't know it was a sad strip. mall. I thought it was just, it looked nice. And so I went in and it was it was a sad, sad mall. There's a couple really good malls for shopping here. You I, should have called I didn't me. Know. I, was, I, I didn't know you were that guy that knew that. I, I'm the guy, I know where <laughs> everything I is in Vegas. I that you're the guy that knows all the stuff um, by this point in our After lives. 36 hotels and, yeah. and like 300 nights of my life in Las Vegas. So I'm yes. sitting there drinking a coffee, actually. This was right before the cheese. Burger and, and you're just looking um, for internet 
in power outlet. I was looking for internet. A clean, I did well not find internet. internet. Oh no. Um, the coffee bean lied to me. They said they had internet, but it needed a password, and I wasn't going back in there. And so I was sitting there drinking a coffee, and all of a sudden I see this. He was very tall, gentleman. Um, not crazy tall. Um, and he was with some other people, and he had a bear hat on. Like a bear hat? Like he like skinned a, a bear? Lip ring. And... No, like a cute bear. Like kind of okay. like an adventure time hat, but like bear ears okay. instead. Um, and like so many scarves. There were Layers. just so many scarves. And I was like, is that? I was like, that's that basketball player. And so I, I text message my husband Sports and I'm like, ball. what's what's the basketball player with the crazy clothes? <laughs> he writes back to me, Dennis Rodman. And I was like, yes, I just saw Dennis Rodman. And then I actually looked on Twitter um, a couple hours later, and someone else at the mall had gotten their picture taken with him. And I was like, confirmation that I saw two sightings. Two That's sightings, all you need. at least two. Two reports. Photographic evidence. Yeah. Uh, that someone that at least he responded to the name Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. to someone on yeah. Twitter. Um, so that was funny. And then I was having my cheeseburger, and all of a sudden Miss America walked by. Because the miracle mile. And Miss Miss America. I was like, well, that makes me feel a little bit worse about eating this cheeseburger. <coughs> But just a little bit. Yeah. In good company. Yeah, so that was my day. I didn't get to see $25,000 headphones, but no. I did get to see Dennis Rodman and Miss America. Well, we're glad we rescued you from that and got you on the show and went for you know, some ice skating. We had some wonderful ice skating. Pizza. It was very yeah. fun. And secret pizza, which we talked about. It's, cannot recommend it. It's, it's decent pizza. It's pretty good it's pizza. Sweet. Yeah. Wait, you don't recommend it? Oh, no, I, I can't recommend it enough. Oh, we, enough. Yeah, okay. And, and we, we've talked about it plenty of times. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it, but I will feed it yeah. to Patrick yes, Norton before a podcast. Oh, of course. Anything. Um, Patrick, you talked about you've spent so many days here at CES. You guys are all veterans mm-hmm. of CES. And Veronica, I know you said you've only been here for seven years only. This only. is that, that counts as a veteran. You gotta talk about the hotel experiences. I've had all that, the hotel experiences. That I wanna hear about them. Well, first of all, have you guys taken a shot looking away we from the We haven't yet. And because we don't tell, on, one know, let everyone know where we are. Ah. We are at the Cosmo. It's the last day. It's okay. <laughs> We're at the Cosmo. This is our set. No, 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 no. I walk into this room and all I can think is like, damn, Tested <laughs> dropped some coin on CES. Because nice I'm looking out and I'm like, I'm feeling like all of a sudden like I'm George Clooney. Not that anyone would ever mistake, but I'm like, I'm like, I need to you get a suit. It. I need to walk towards that window. I need to admire the freaking water sculpture at the Bellagio and the, cause like one, I've, I've stayed at like two nice hotels, um, um, in Vegas, one of which would be the Wynn right after it opened. And there's, you know, there's a radically different Las Vegas experience when you're staying at like, I have a giant wall of windows overlooking the strip and I can see the blinking lights and holy crap, I'm gonna have to close the curtains or I won't be able to see. But it's an amazing view and there's like sumptuous, like 7,000 thread count sheets and everything's amazing. And, you know, there's an HDTV and I still don't have an HDTV at home. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, I will not reveal the the name of the hotel we are located at, lest people visit. But we stay at a hotel that is very inexpensive and convenient, and that is as close to the description I will get it. All right. Um, we you call know. it the Murder Hotel. No, it's not the Murder Hotel. You call it. You call it no. The- okay. Best Best Vegas Hotel. This will make our hotel seem so awesome. Mm-hmm. So one year at Tech TV, they were like waffling about whether or not how many people they're going to send, whether they're going to send them. So finally, they they like they pull the ripcord at like freaking first week of December. Imagine, to put this into context, this would be like trying to find, you know, plane tickets to the town the Super Bowl is in, like, the frickin' week before the Super Bowl. Bad. More people here. More people here. For the Super Bowl, probably. 150,000 people. Oh, wow. So we end up staying at a place that I actually think of as the Blair Witch House Inn. I believe it was the Blair House Inn. And we get in there, and we, like, 
and I've stayed in a lot of I've stayed in a lot of nice hotels and I've stayed in a lot of unfortunate hotels. You've you seen know, things. well, you, you know, you're you're traveling in Baja. You get a hotel, you get what you get. Tonopah, Nevada, it's the Clown Motel. If everybody else is out of rooms, and let me tell you something, nice people at the Clown Motel. Scary sign out front, but <laughs> but I'm still here. And so we get into the Blair Witch House, and and two of the people who are working with us basically went to our boss at the time, Jim, and said no. Uh, and to put it into context, I walked in and I'm like, wow. And I got my little brick of Diet Coke and it's going into the fridge. And I start counting cigarette burns. I got up to 435 when I finally quit and I hadn't gotten out of the living room and the kitchen. <laughs> but literally there was like hundreds on the, on the formica in the kitchenette and literally like on the top of the refrigerator was and the part table. part of the aesthetic? It was a part of the aesthetic. Let oh, me tell you gross. something. This was whiskey tango with freaking legs. And you know, at some point you get, you know, cause, but the thing is you're really not seeing your hotel room when you're here at CS. And it's not because you're partying your ass off. It's because you're doing like 12 hour days because you start with a morning meeting and you end with one of these parties parties where you go see 200 PR people and try to find three products to write about and then it's an hour to get back to your hotel and then if you're smart you shower before you pass out with the reek of Las Vegas and I'm not just in Las Vegas because I love this town and I like staying here but if you have to walk through a casino you end up smelling like a casino which is not fun uh, especially if you're dealing with it just it is what it is and you pass out, you wake up, you do another 12, 15 hour day again. So I'm at the Blair Witch House Inn and I, I got like a 7 a.m. call. Uh, it's like the fourth or fifth day we're in town, you know, and I'm just, I'm like, delete expletive. I'm going to walk to the LVCC and I walk out front. And so, you know, the, these were little kitchenettes, economy suites, whatever you want to call them. So they all had a, you know, a stove, an oven, a sink, a yada, yada, yada. And I walked downstairs and there are, I swear, like seven or nine uh, police vehicles out front. Uh, Las Vegas Police Department, uh, Clark County Sheriff's Department, um, you know, uh, state police, unmarked black vehicle, and like a lieutenant's car, and like like eight of the nine vehicles or seven, six of the seven vehicles are canine units. Oh, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, prisoner escape? <laughs> Some kind of a major felony warrant thing going on here? And I ducked open and I looked at the night manager who had just about to end his shift and I was like, uh, go back in. <laughs> I was like, somebody getting murdered? And he's like, oh no, no. We got a problem with the economy suites, with the kitchen. The crankster gangsters like to make the meth. Oh, no. So what we do is we let Ellie, the law enforcement, train here once a month. None of the crankster gangsters want to stay here. And I was like, all right. So if you want to know a safe, inexpensive hotel to stay at, look for the one that does the law enforcement training yeah. uh, access you, you once a think month. you got to think Vegas, Ellie. Don't take no guff from anyone. Don't. You've seen CSI. <laughs> I've never seen CSI in Vegas, but I, I, I will never screw with anybody in law enforcement in Las Vegas. I got a scam call last night. Yeah, you had an interesting experience. Yeah, I got back to the room and the phone rang, which never happens, and uh, I answered. You pick, why, did you, why did you answer? Well, because I thought it was maybe someone like Roger or Pat calling oh, me. From to, like, yeah, room. from room to room. Are you ready? Exactly. I, we use we use Group Me to stay in touch, exactly. so usually yeah. that's just how we would do it. But maybe my phone wasn't working or something. Right. Who knows? Okay. And so I answer, and they're like, "Hello, this is the front desk, and we have had a computer error um, with our network, and we have lost all the information, all the names, and 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 uh, you know, card numbers of everyone at the hotel. Um, you know, we're really sorry for this inconvenience. We're prepared to offer you thirty percent off your night for this." Um, so would you please, you know, help us out by giving us your info? And I was like, hmm, 
I was like, yeah, um, so I don't, I don't actually, I didn't pay for the room. It's on our, we've got a, a block of rooms for the company. Um, I don't have that card info. And I was already like kind of sketched out. And he's like, oh, well, we, we don't have anything. I'm so sorry. Like, you, you must have given a card for incidentals. Can we take that? And then you can straighten it out at the front desk later. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm not giving you my card info over the phone. Yeah. And he's like, well, you could come to the front desk, but the line is really long right now. Oh. Because people are checking in. Social and, engineer. And, you know, so many people have called right. down like we've called so many people like they're all up here giving their info. lines lines no <laughs> take my like, credit card and please. at that point i was actually like oh we're going to dinner in 10 minutes like that's going to be a pain but i was like <laughs> no. you know this is this is a bad idea i was like it's a, it's all right I'll, I'll go to the front desk and i went to the front desk and they were like yeah we don't know anything no about line that. whatsoever no there was nobody there and i was like wow that was i'm like i'm you know they could have gotten a lot of people like doing that like and they this had one's made me number. so paranoid over the years he's got my tinfoil hat on for everything anyway but that was the only bit of information they had was my room number they didn't have my name they didn't have any info and that's so, how they got the phone number yeah with exactly the room number yep. yeah oh that's probably terrible. somebody staying in the hotel just direct dialing all the rooms oh i, I didn't even playbook. think about that the playbook's got to be interesting. But how did they know I was in the room? Did they just call all the rooms? They probably they just random keep calling. Oh, this That's is... That's what Roger this said is, today. This is great, like, like some Creepy. movie script storyline. Yeah. They get you some bear spray. It's the call is coming yeah. in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come over and I'll give you my credit card and you can take it with you. <laughs> Someone on Twitter said the only place I would probably work less would be during DEF CON. Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Def guy would be so You're talking. Would be so but now, awesome. wait. I have your credit card number. Yeah. How'd that happen? Oh, how'd that happen? How'd well, that happen? about is fair play. <laughs> wait. That'd be amazing, actually. That'd be the ultimate panel at DEF CON. Um, speaking of uh, tinfoil hats, the I got to wear the, the to make our editor happy, I wore the Neko Mimi cat I thought we weren't allowed to do that because Shannon did them already. I would have done them. Oh, man. I didn't want to wear the cat ears. You guys get to have the fun toys. I wanted the cat ears that read your brain waves. You want to talk about ATVC? You want to talk about ATVC compression enabling the distribution of 4K technology? You want to talk about the lack of content agreement? You want to talk about sharpness? I'll get all serious. Let's get through the weird stuff first, and then we'll get real serious. Because the weird stuff's the fun stuff. Because Tested is a very serious place. Okay. Can we... We've talked about the happy fork earlier, okay, and no it more is the fork. thing of the show, the thing, the symbolic, how to explain this convention to the normal folk watching your CNNs, your Fox News, <laughs> yeah. and the happy fork embodies CES. It is technology and something you understand, and it's brightly colored, and it's fitness related. It looks like a giant like Fisher-Price fork yeah. with a battery in it. And they have this great story. Yeah. Like, here's our first product, first-gen product. Oh, don't, don't talk about the spoon. Don't talk about the prototype spoon. Mm. No, that's shh. It's under wraps. Rumor mongering. Let's leave that at a bar. There's the spoon. I'm going to leave the spoon at the bar and the drink. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, leak that out. It's all Gizmodo. So somebody from Gizmodo can pick it up. Where's Blam? No, he's not with Gizmodo anymore. No. He bailed on our Back show yesterday. Did he? Yeah, he, he, he was too busy. Blam? Too busy. I didn't realize he was in town. He is. Yeah. No, he's a mystery. I decided he's not actually here. He said he was here, but I've I've come to the conclusion that he's actually in he's Hawaii actually right surfing now. in Hawaii. Yeah. Surfing in Hawaii. That's, that's how he operates these days. <laughs> so, what other weird stuff have you guys seen from CES? Um, oh. I saw personal sauna. That was pretty fun. What, looks, like a tube that's a sauna? No, you're like in a little... So you kind of look like Christopher Pike from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks like you're in like a little encased wheelchair unit. And you're just, you just sit. For, for the kids, this is original Star Trek. Yeah, it's going to be Not, new, not like, 09 Star Trek. Yeah, okay. no. It's not Voyager. Um, or Enterprise. Or any of the new stuff. Yeah. I lose track. Um, so you sit and it's like up to your, up to your chest and it's a sauna. 
And it's supposed to help with all oh, sorts of... Oh, the fiberglass box? No, it's not fiberglass. No, they, it's made they of redwood. They have this spa. It's like a real technology. Yeah. And it's like in the James Bond movies, lock the sauna. There you he go. He dies in there, and then he's, he's like... He's going to die. Well, first, your hemorrhoids feel better, and then you die. I'm sorry. Cue so, uh, back to the hemorrhoids. That was the thing. The guy, like would, just described the guy at the booth would life not stop talking about how it would make your hemorrhoids feel better. And I was like, first your hemorrhoids feel better, like, then you die. This is not the PR. Stop talking about hemorrhoids. Did he mention the AARP discount or the AAA discount at no, that point? No, but he, he said he would give us a good deal. I was like, I don't need, I don't, I don't need the, the hemorrhoid sauna. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, they also had one that was like a regular size sauna that you sit in and it has a uh, mood now, lighting. Okay. When you say pretty Dude cool lighting Let's, it was pretty novel it made me happy because i was tired <laughs> okay and i wanted to sit in did something. you sit in something so basically it was on you could sit in a hot sauna i got to sit in a hot sauna for a while yeah it's dry heat so you don't get all sweaty and gross for a while i was once uh, yeah i'm not gonna make that joke <laughs> what was something weird you saw well i was gonna tell you about the ears but then you said well, this is a serious show oh the um, Winbot, the uh, window cleaning roomba like device okay that was pretty neat did you see that it was Sorry, a, does it cling to the window and like lick it clean? Basically. Yes. <laughs> it's by a company called uh, Ecovax. How does it traverse multiple suction, panes? Suction. So it's like a little tank. And each of the little tank tank segments has suction on it. So as it drives, it just continuously suctions on the window. And it cleans it. And it works exactly like a Roomba. But um, there are, you know, windows have frames. Yes, so, so it senses it, when it hits the edge and then of it the frame. Tr- tries to climb over that. No, it just stays on one side. Oh, so you're only gonna clean one window? Like my windows aren't that well, if big. You had, if you had big windows, it'd be better for big windows. You, if like places it's not you can reach. I'm thinking like a skyscraper, right? And you have no, the robots got to pick the robot up. There and it put is. The next one. Yeah, you'd have to do it on each one. Yeah. In that, in that no, situation. No, 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 no. Yeah. First gen technology. This is to save you time, Norm. To save you time. So you can put it on First, you go to the closet. Then you make sure the battery's charged on the robot. Nope, no Then you batteries. fill the robot. No, then you put the robot on batteries. the window. <laughs> then it cleans the window about an hour later. Then you, you take it off that cables. window and you put it on the next window. And then the battery runs out. There's no it's battery. not battery operated. What's it run it's, on? It's connected. It's wired? It's wired. You plug it into the wall? Yes. So you plug it into the wall, you stick it... I've, they lost you me. The best buy, part is... You have to buy extra extension cables if your windows are very high. Okay. I guess if your windows so are high, bad. you can afford that. Yeah. Or you can, uh, you know... Yeah. That defeats the purpose of pointless technology. Yeah, there's there's moments that, not to bring down the podcast, man, but there's moments, I, I, I'm sure you'll, you've had these moments where you're just like looking at this and thinking like, landfill material, landfill material, landfill material, Recycling. landfill material. I, I would, that, <laughs> that's, no, 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 that's my issue. No, 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 that's, that's part Our of my issue. in there. Ooh, stop, murders. stop, stop. Part of this is like, like reusability maybe, but there's a lot of stuff you're looking at where it's just like literally it cannot be recycled, it cannot be reused, it is going to a landfill. Like unless somebody gets creative and starts building like shelters out of old cell phone covers or like you know what I mean like you could do an incredible oh, I thought you meant like like a shelter for like abandoned technology like it goes there to be adopted <laughs> wasn't there a movie called <laughs> AI about communities of technology like assembled? like a little wind robot sitting there in the cage like with sad puppy eyes being like please take me home I'm so lonely won't somebody love me but I have no battery don't you have super long extension cables at home that I can oh lock I'll lick your windows clean I'll lick your windows clean <laughs> yeah yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, we look at it, and it's just like where, you know, where it's suddenly like, wow, like, I wish more of these, these materials were recyclable or reusable. And, like, on one hand, yes, I agree. If it's got motors in it and gears in it, take them apart, figure out where to reuse them. But at some point, <coughs> 
asking the entire United States, actually asking the entire United States to get their maker on and, and, and you know, reuse everything so it doesn't go into the, the garbage bin would be awesome, but I don't know how practical that is. You know what I mean? It's just, it, but there's... Unless, you know, the MP wave hits, then, then we got to do it. Yeah, well, the MP wave hits, uh, my ass is heading to the secret location in the desert. Um, I, yeah, the MP waves hits, we got bigger problems with that. Yeah. Like the entire population <laughs> starving mm-hmm. because our GPS guided tractors can We're no digressing. longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ms. Wonderful. tell us about another weird product you saw at Let's CES. Let's see, what else did I see? <laughs> That's hard. Oh, I rode the, the uh, Mondo Spider. Which I know you did as well. I too rode the Mondo Spider, and did I know because it kind of looked like you were just parked out. Oh front. my goodness! Oh, we do you have video? We do have video. All right, we all do right. have video. <laughs> did you I just... would get in the Mondo Spider and not drive the Mondo Spider. I don't know. To be fair, to be fair, we have a small crew, mm-hmm. and Joey was shooting video. He couldn't take the picture and shoot the video. Gotcha. While I was driving, so after I parked it, and I backed it up and parked it. We took the photo. Did you make the backup afterward. beeping? Because I did. Oh, <laughs> did it, it go beep, beep, what beep? A, <laughs> child. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to crush anyone I to death. It's fun. It was wonderful. It was really it was fun. So fun. I yeah. mean, what does it say that the two things that are most talked about at this show were a fork and a robotic spider? Well, there's a lot of 4K. Not actually for sale. I can mind that. 4K, 4K technology. 4K. The 4K OLED from Sony was really nice. A lot of the Ultra HD TVs looked fantastic. Um, um, Sharp didn't have their 8K TV this year, did they? I did not see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, that was, that was I didn't make amazing. it to their booth, actually. LG's yeah. OLED, uh, 55-inch OLED HDTV, which apparently is on pre-order right now in Korea, is utterly gorgeous. The colors are so saturated. It yeah. looks so beautiful. I was talking to Robert Heron about the um, the 4K OLED, and, and we were trying to figure out like how much that thing would cost. And he was like, like $30,000. Well, if they're, if they're regular 84-inch... Um, 4K TV is $25,000. Oh, then it's probably more like $40,000. And yeah, it's prototype more. OLED. I mean, do you remember 000? when Sony did their the first OLEDs and they had mm-hmm. them Sony stores and they were so small? Like the 11 like, inch. 11 inch. Yeah, yeah. And they had that real big base and that was ridiculously expensive. Like they really used that as in their presentation as an right. example. We did this as an innovator and now we have this. Yeah. So that's the model you want to do because no one bought that. Yeah. Well, I think that was just sort of demonstrating they can actually make an OLED TV. Yeah, but who would want who, an 11 inch TV? But anyway? who has OLED <laughs> TVs now? Well, no one, because nobody's making them in volume. No one's and making this, volume. And this could be the year of OLED. OLED. How about to have the year OLED. of 4K TVs first? 4K, TV, 4K content, 4K cameras first. Yeah. Maybe yeah. NAB will have something. And, <sighs> that well, was. Sony announced their 4K consumer level cameras. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were going to say the 4K content that's coming with the $20,000 TV. Oh, well, let's talk about the 4K content. Because all four titles. No, ten movies. Oh, excuse it's me. It's ten movies. Four That's... of them they called out. Mm-hmm. And you know it's like, if it's Sony movies that you think the hot So Amazing Spider-Man's got to be one of them. And then they also include like Karate Kid, which is like, wasn't that made three years ago, four years ago? But well, they shot the it. original Karate Kid? No, no, no. the new one. The, the new Karate Kid was one of the flagship. And then Total Recall you know what? 2012. Keep the Karate Kid. Take 500 off the price of it. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's like a $20,000. I mean, it, it's, it's like, it, you know, classic ultimate early adopter product. $20,000. You basically get a PC with it with some movies on it. Yeah. Because there is no other. That is, that's what and you, you get. And you get a tablet. You get an Xperia tablet to control oh. it. You get the Xperia tablet. You get the, the media streamer, which so yeah. the movies aren't actually there. They have to download. So you right. can plug it in. It's like a streamer. No, they, they don't down, they can't download. They have to give you like a mm-hmm. thing. Oh, so they mail it's, that you to can't, you. It can't download over broadband. It's too oh big. I mean, it would just take forever. Even, yeah. Because yeah. the files are so huge. So they like, I forget how, I think they send you discs. They and you put it in discs, the player. They put it in the right. player. 
Because they're going to sell that player separately this summer also. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It's, no pricing on that yet. No, oh, God, no, there's <laughs> no pricing on that yet. But I think that's a prototype Expensive. design, too. Well, I think that's their final design. There's there's an actual, like, if you want first-run movies in your house and you're like Steven Spielberg and you can drop, like, ten grand a month, there's a service that'll provide you with all the first-run movies and you can play them in the comfort of your amazing billion-dollar home theater. But it, it was interesting. I was over at the Broadcom booth talking to a couple of the people over there, and for them, they're, like, laying the groundwork. They're like, 2014, we're going to ship chips. Uh, HEVC, basically they're waiting for the HEVC spec to be finished, which is going to mm-hmm. fundamentally double the amount of video you can squish into existing bandwidth. Um, because 4K by 2K is a ridiculous number of pixels. And, and, and bitrate already on 1080p is, right. is compressed to hell and reduced to hell mm-hmm. just the stream. Yeah. And so, you know, so it's an interesting idea of like, wow, so 1080p at Blu-ray is like, you know, 15 to 30 megabits per second. Yeah. You know, you know, near 1080p streaming over the web is like, you know, five megabits per second. You know, and the idea of, of, of having quadrupled the number of pixels, but trying to fit it all into, you know, five megabits per second with the existing compression technologies makes engineers make really difficult faces. 100 megabit per second. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough enough to find, you know, it's tough enough to find people getting five megabits per second down so they can have Netflix at 720p, much less, you know, 25 megabits down so you can have sort of a, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody wants a 4K movie that looks like a giant, you know, turn of the century impressionist painting. <laughs> sure. Well, it, it's not going to be streaming. Like streaming is going to be the, just like for HD. It's right. going to be all physical media first. And yeah. This will help physical media. But, you know, but, but it'll physical media be? But it'll be Blu-rays. The really, that means, well... It, yeah, that's what they were saying. It will be dual layer Blu-rays. It'll be TV shows, maybe start remastering stuff. Sorry, I'm just like, it took like four years for Blu-ray to like finish. Yeah. Like how long is it going to take them to do the, the, the 4K? The 4K spec for Blu-ray? Yeah. Well, so if Sony has, you know, they'll, they'll push it. Um, and also the scalers, the internal scalers are getting better. You're working with more yeah. original information. A lot of the demos in their in their uh, booth was 2K movies upscaled mm-hmm. to 4K, mm-hmm. but because you have more information, it's right. better than 480p upscaled right. to set one, uh, 1080p. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is like basically 4K, it's crisper. You it's know, crisper. There's more opportunity for detail. There's OLED, so pixels. it's brighter, it's, vibrant. It's almost painful to look at. It's so yeah. Well, that's also because they, they tune everything up so high. Yeah. Like the most painful booth is still the Audi booth. <laughs> wait, wait, you're talking about like the, is it. it still the glow room? It's like, it? it's like ultra it's reality. Matrix. Yes. It's the Matrix when you're getting guns. Yes. You're just like, like cars. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like a small animal, like, I don't know. But <laughs> the hand's going to reach down. It's basically and like, like you're living inside a light box. Yes. Yeah. You're just you, like, you clipped out of the video game level into right. the gray area. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. Totally. It's cool, though. It's a cool booth. Yeah. They have shiny cars inside they of sure it. They sure do. Any other serious cool things you guys have seen at CES? Um, we'll get to the see. best stuff later. So, yeah, do you guys see the NVIDIA uh, game console? Yeah, we, we, we were there at for the announcement. Yeah. So the announcement. You guys, do you get any hands-on with it? No. no. Uh, we're we're not, I was a couple of feet away from it at their booth, but I didn't get any behind glass. Time. Yeah, behind the glass. Mm, did you get to touch it? Yes, I did. Oh, you did. So, yeah. what did you think? I'm very curious. Yeah. So, uh, we were actually here. We were watching the press conference mm-hmm. live, and that was a very weird press conference. Yes, yeah, it was, it was so long good. and drawn out and painful. So long. We were waiting for it to finish to do our show. Right. And we're at one point, I mean, we're like, we got to cut this off. But that that point, they announced that handheld mm-hmm. already. Right. Um. So it's it's Android. It's just an it's a. A real product is shipping Q2. Yep, Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean, native Jelly Bean. They want people to hack into stuff. I'm going to be cruel here for a moment. 
Nvidia says it's shipping in Q2. It they would be short. nice if it ships in Q2. It would be nice if Tegra 4 for general tablet availability was in July also, but you can there's a way to parse uh, you know, PR talk, right? Okay. If it's shipping in Q2, then it's probably the very last day of Q2. That's if they have reputations and, and investors mm-hmm. that they want to right. appease. If they say it has four hours of battery life, then you take 20% off and it's really three and a half hours of battery life. Uh-huh. Right? And if price is not announced, then you know it's going to be a thousand dollars. What do you? What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking like, two fifty. Oh, you're you're being very generous. I don't think. It, I think I said uh, if it was three hundred, I'd be kind of interested. I think it's gonna be five hundred dollars. Really? Think about the hardware. So uh, when a phone unsubsidized is around five to six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's Apple, then it's eight hundred dollars. Uh, this has basically that similar hardware. You they're, think they're gonna price it that much higher over other portable well, handhelds? Well, they're making what money are they making from it except from the hardware? They're not making many money off, many money off, any money off games, right? No, they're not. Like yeah, Tigra Zone no. games versus Android games. Yeah. Uh, what they want to sell are Tigra 4 chips to other people, and they want to sell GeForce cards. And they kind of want to sell those grid, the, the cloud computing racks, yeah. but right. no one has announced that they're buying those yet, and they're not actually doing any of the services themselves. They're not building farms. So this is a, a weird Android. It's like the Xperia, um, Xperia Play, <laughs> right? But actually thought out, so it actually has real controls. So it's an Android phone crammed into an Xbox controller. Or an Android five, tablet. Or an Android crammed. tablet crammed into an Xbox controller because it's, no, it's all Wi-Fi. Right. And has that 5-inch screen. I hope the tech didn't check it. Tech uh, it does have LTE, yeah. but they're not using that. This they're is a not Wi-Fi using it. only device. Because they don't want to have to go through the FCC or any of that. Wow. And they don't want to That's have to deal with carriers. So it's not going to make phone calls. You can do three things with this. Mm-hmm. You can run Android native Android and do your email and your no, 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 no. let's call it pure Android. Pure Android. Pure Android. The jelliest of jelly beans. <laughs> the jelliest of jelly beans. And you can you can do everything you want on a five inch screen, kinda like you could with, you know, a, the Nook. Right. Or not Nook, uh, the the Galaxy Note or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's a seven twenty P screen. So it's not like those new ten eighty P phones. Um, oh, second thing you can do is play games, Android games. So you have anything you get in the Android store plus the Tigra Zone store. And those are looking okay now, the yeah. demo unboxing games and stuff like that. And the fact that you can use this Xbox-style controller... Is nice. Is nice. And I think it'll also right there. give Android developers a reason to yeah. kind of develop some really nice, high-quality games that take advantage of the, of the chips inside. A lot of people don't know that with the Tigra chip and with Android, you could actually plug an Xbox and USB, Xbox controller via USB, like on the Nexus 7, and oh. play Android games mm-hmm. with an Xbox yeah. controller. That's not really convenient because you don't want to put... The next seven on your lap, and then hold a controller and play mm. Max Payne. But if it's built in in one thing, sure. And a lot of the racing games, yeah. those little shooters, they they work okay with the controller. I you mean, can still use touchscreen. How I mean, many stories have we read in the last six months that somebody has developed a game, it has fundamentally been pirated, and then they release the game for free and try to alter their business model, stay in business to create more games on Android? Like the amount of money being made on Android for developers and and gamers maybe in particular i i just i just think it's it's you know if they can get enough of these into the marketplace to create a viable user base for because you know everybody it's it's going to be like i'm going to develop an android game and oh cool i can use a controller with it if i do the extra control development with the shield and if there's not enough shields in the market they won't make the they care less about the shield for playing android the fact that it can is good they want to put Tigra 4s in Motorola phones, in Sony phones. Sure. People who are, have contracts with Texas Instruments and, you know, Qualcomm now, uh, because Nvidia says they have an expertise 
in the, at least on the graphics side. Mm-hmm. They're all right. licensing ARM now. They're all A15s now. They're right. all quad core or even eight cores, whatever. You know, pricing in mass pricing. So how does wait? How, hold on. How does Shield help Nvidia, Nvidia sell more Tegras to other vendors? Uh, by demonstrating that you a proof of concept that you can play good Android games on Shield. If that's a good experience, then and the, by Tegra Zone basically. Right. Because anyone else can play an Android game market, but they can't play a T where it's own okay. game. Only the Nvidia uh, powered uh, the uh, right. the T where three, T where four chips can play that. Seventy two glorious cores. Exactly, but I don't think Nvidia really cares about that either. Because the third thing you can do with the Shield is play the PC games, stream <sighs> PC games. Let's talk about that. Was that's a win for me. That that's was the, big the really thing that caught my eye. Thing. Yep. And I'll explain the way it works and. Uh, why this is what NVIDIA's big push is going to be. And maybe that's why they might subsidize the cost a little bit. This is the only way I can imagine that Shield will be a little affordable. Okay. Uh, and not a full price of an Android tablet mm-hmm. or any other type of device like that. Um, you have to use a GeForce graphics card on your computer. So your ecosystem <sighs> is you have Shield. Sucks. And not only do you have to have the GeForce graphics card on your PC, <laughs> it needs to be a kepler base. 600 series high-end graphics card. Dun, dun, dun. So we're talking about like a $300 or more graphics card on your desktop. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens, and the reason they explain this, and it's really interesting because other companies may do something similar later, and there's no reason they can't, is that when you're rendering a game in Steam, like on your PC, whether it's Civilization or you know Call of Duty or something, and it gets processed through your NVIDIA graphics card, when it's in that memory buffer, there's an extra hardware chip in Kepler that does video hardware video encoding, H two six four, as opposed to it running on you know your CPU, mm-hmm. and be- and that reduces the latency because it's all done with that same memory while while the video is being rendered through your computer. The graphics card is doing two things: it's rendering your video game, compressing that video, and then you can send that video over Wi-Fi to an to Shield mm-hmm. and local Wi-Fi. Through your router, get past the overhead in your router also, and they'll say the latency will be, you know, shorter than between Xbox controller to your TV. What they say. So interpreting PR speak, maybe about the same, maybe a little slower, (laughs) depending on optimal Wi-Fi conditions in your house. I I want to see it in action for sure. Playing it. So playing it. uh, Played a racing game. And you guys have played online, right? When online was kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. it's similar to online, except it's instead of playing from on-live servers, it works. it's in your house. So, so you're doing the, the heavy lifting. And, and on-live kind of worked. Kind of. Kind of. Like, kinda. you could kind of play games, but there was heavy compression, artifacting, yeah. and also the latency, you could notice it. Yeah. Um, here, you get the same more artifacting, because it's only rendering at 720, and the bit rate is kept low, so you can actually push the video out. And there's still latency. They put a racing game in, and the cars felt a little floaty. It could, be, could have been the racing game. Um, the you know, I, I love me some NVIDIA GPU. I'm just, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking it's it's going to have to be really compelling to work in the market. It's got to be really cheap. Well, that's yeah. why I say, that's yeah. why I'm saying. But then if I you, can't like, people see it. Are, and, they have a huge marketing challenge because yeah. even if they get people, Android gamers, or any, any handheld gamer, because they want to you know compete with Xboxes and, right. and 3DSs and PS Vitas, and you have the option pay your 300 bucks to get a PS Vita or pay your 300 bucks to get Theoretically, three hundred bucks to get your shield. So it's huge. It's, and you take it home, and you can't do the PC thing because you don't have an NVIDIA graphics card. 
Yeah, so, and I think a lot of people, unless yeah, like you said, they they have to make that pretty clear. Yeah, because if they don't, they're going to have a lot of really oh yeah pissed off people yeah. like they, expecting to out of the box be able to do that. Can they build it for a hundred or two hundred dollars? Because I see three three hundred or above. All I think is Boy, this graveyard of handheld game consoles from the last three or four years. And man, you know, Xbox 720 is coming. Like somebody's looking at a choice between purchasing like an Xbox 720 and a Shield. I don't see that fight ending well for for the Shield. And I just personally, like, I, I have pretty strong feelings that the entire portable gaming market is is going down anyway. That right. is, you know, now that we have phones that are powerful enough. I mean, there's always going to be dedicated, controller, dedicated, dedicated portable gaming yeah. devices. I mean, I uh, I'm okay with them too, but I never use them. Because, you know, I mean, the, contr- I don't the know controller, what I don't either. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Sony? Sony? We have a touchscreen oh, on, touch on the back. on the back, yeah. I mean, so the... We the, have a touchscreen on the back. We have a... Come on. Is, is that the dumbest thing you've seen in a handheld device mean, like, in the last the one, five years? the one downside to having, like, gaming on uh, on a phone is that you do lose the tactile controls. Yeah. So there's things like MoGA that are trying to fix that kind of issue with, and, with like, Windows Phone and Android mm-hmm. phones. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think just the Android phones. Um, but... That, I think that's the big stopgap right now is is this, and maybe they're trying to fix that. But I, I like having one device, even if the battery is an issue sometimes, even if you know I do have issues with the with the touch screen controls. It's more convenient than lugging around two devices. I think this is going to be for people who already are heavy PC gamers, mm-hmm. who play most of their games on PC and have, you know, are making the decision between an NVIDIA card and an, an AMD card, which may not exist in you know yeah. in the near future, and so. You get the value add of playing that on your couch as opposed to in in your office, in your bedroom. Maybe, but it is cool. I mean, the idea that you can have your computer, your desktop, do all the heavy lifting, and if the latency is low enough and the quality is good enough, then to actually sit on the couch and someone's watching TV and you're playing your. But PC maybe game. if I wanted that bad, I just lug my gaming PC upstairs and connect it, you know, to my television. And yeah, that exactly. Way. Yeah, you, you know? could also do that. If, yeah. if I really care that much and, and don't want to have that's to spend that's the right that way much, to do it. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. I just played Bejeweled. <laughs> or that. <laughs> yeah. So Nvidia Shield. Um, yeah. Do you guys see the Oculus Rift? I didn't get to use it. Darren Darren Kitchen from Hack Five got to use oh. it, so I'm jealous. I really want to try it. It's... Anthony Carboni's used it too. I feel like I'm the only one left who hasn't. We're, we're getting to try a dev it. kit. You guys should stop by. I will do that. And, I will and, do um, that. Yes. We'll, we'll do a segment with you guys. All right. 3D printers. Did you see any? Did you see all yep. of them? Did you look at my list? Because 3D yeah. printing actually, is right there. <laughs> That's really I funny. I just called that up. I, I actually, I can usually read four-point type at six feet, but I can't even come close <laughs> to reading that. After five days in Vegas and like three days of looking at televisions, my eyeballs yeah. are bleeding. Yeah. Um, so there was the one in the South Hall upstairs. That's that, MakerBot. Thank you. It was no, not by not MakerBot. The not one that MakerBot. the one that had wonderful things it created and some video and no signs of a functioning printer. Oh no, I didn't see that. Oh, a, if I didn't see the printer, I skipped that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the presence that we had come to expect from something like Maker Fair because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we went to Maker Fair New York and we were at Maker Fair Bay Area and there are pavilions. Right. I mean, it's the right community, but right. huge like. We counted an, at least a dozen different 3D printers, many of them based on the wow. same. Here. No, no, at, at Maker Faire. Thank you. Here, <laughs> I saw two. Hmm. And then maybe there were more. I mean, I was shocked when MakerBot showed up last year at CES. It, oh, it, was, it, it was exciting and fun surprise. and was there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they had the Replicator 1 there, and they had some really great demonstrating things. And we thought there would be a bigger presence. Because you know, if you have these like sections at CES for 
like the fitness gaming fitness and, and the stuff, gaming robots yeah. and, and they're all massage really robots. Not, like there's no future in any of that stuff. Well, maybe fitness. Like you think they have they have one for MakerBots? Is it because there's no retail market, traditional yeah. retail market for these? Yeah. For these devices, at this the guys point? they actually have to create their own retail spaces. Right, um, that's what MakerBot's doing. Uh, so we saw MakerBot, um, and they had uh, two announcements. They had their new uh, Replicator Two X, mm-hmm. which is a dual extruder uh, ABS plastic. It's right. for the it's their high end one for the hackers, mm-hmm. um, and it's still based on that metal frame MakerBot Two or Replicator Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had some software stuff because software is a real tough tough part yeah. of 3D printing. Like Chris Anderson, no matter what he says, you know, 3D printing is not going to be in the home until printing something as easy as control P enter. Right. Right. And it's not right now. Uh, so much tweaking, which is fun for, you know, people like us, right. but for kids who want to, you know, design something right. in Spore or something on their iPads right. and mm-hmm. have it real. And that's a great future to imagine. Uh, it's not, and we're not anywhere right. near that. Maybe next um, year. We're, we're inching closer. Uh, the other 3D printer I saw today, though, um, was from Cubify. Uh, and this is interesting. Uh, I think it's called Cubify. Yeah. It's 3D systems. Uh, have you guys seen the Form 1 or heard of the Form 1 3D printer? I got a lot of press at, uh, in last year at Maker Fair. Cause no. they do like the laser base. Is it um, similar to the one that they did the, uh, 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 they did a Kickstarter for that's the one, and it made a ton yeah. of money, and it looks really cool. It's these kids at MIT have kids, like these guys <laughs> at MIT, and they designed a uh, a Kickstarter a three D printer. Yes, it looks, and it it's enclosed and acrylic, and it has. And we were talking about this at at, uh, at Octobercast. Yes, exactly. And they use a laser based system mm-hmm. to cure the the uh, material, and it's incredibly fine. Right. Really, really amazing. The, the resolution stuff. is like is that the right? Is it? Yeah, is it's, it's resolution. It's it's yeah. The it's, resolution on that is fantastic. Yes. Because uh, it's not extruding plastic, right. it's not melting plastic and pushing it out mm-hmm. through a tube. Um, so they're being sued by 3D systems, and it was they're being this heavy litigation right now wow. because that technology, 3D systems, and 3D systems they make like the Z 3D printers, the ones that are one hundred fifty thousand right. dollars, the industrial ones, the ones right. that the government uh, has ha- had to buy. Right. You know, anyone who was an inventor, you know, they had to buy, pay at least. Hundred thousand dollars, fifty hundred thousand dollars to get these in giant room size three D printers because there was no business for that. And to do R and D, you got to spend that money. Right. And they're kind of threatened by the idea of home, rapid prototyping. Right. Because you don't really don't need that fidelity when you're doing something that's just like a, a lens mount for a Kickstarter project. Right. You can use a MakerBot. So they're suing the Form One guys. At the same time, they're also releasing their own three D printers for the home because they got to be in that space through a company called Cubify. So last year they announced this thing called the Cube. And this has gone through the media circuit. It's been on today's show. And it's, it looks really cute. You know, it goes in your kitchen and it's colorful and you can download fun designs and print things. You can 3D um, render mom's recipes. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it, and it's cartridge based. You can work with spools of plastic. You mm-hmm. just put like a printer cartridge because that's the language people understand. But it's not a product we're interested in because their ecosystem is so close. You have to oh. like buy the designs. So you can't go to like Thingiverse. No, and you can't. Download no, designs. Not, not at all. Yeah. Wow, you have, to, you have to buy stuff, or you have to buy their software, to design stuff to sell, to be in their ecosystem. So not that exciting. Um, this year they announced the Cube X, which is it looks kind of like a MakerBot. And they haven't shipped Cubify yet, though. They, have, they? they have. You they can have. actually buy. You can buy the cube, uh, cube. What was the pricing on that? I don't know exactly. It was in the, like a thousand two hundred dollars okay. or something like that, around thousand dollars. Price as to be determined. 
in my head. Um, this year, the Cubex right. looks like looks more. It's for the serious 3D printer enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Has MakerBot has two print heads, Cubex Trio, three print heads. <gasps> That's one more, isn't it? Three print heads can print both ABS and PLA plastics. You know, for the 3D printing guys, they'll they'll know what that means. And still in the magic cartridges, or still in the magic cartridges though. Still has their store, but it comes now with the software because it's for the enthusiasts and. You'll be able to design stuff and upload to the store or put to yourself. Um, the big thing they're selling with this is multiple colors. Hmm. So uh, you can print things, and their example is as big as a basketball. So they have a lot of 3D printed basketballs. Guess how long it takes to print a 3D printed basketball? 14 hours. 18 hours. Wow! That's, That's a long time. Two color basketball with the seams? Uh-huh. 24 hours. Oh my gosh. Do you have to alternate cartridges? Or is you don't. And that's actually the cool thing is okay. that you can use, you can mix and match materials and colors. Mm-hmm. And the way you design the, uh, the, the form in the uh, software, you can just paint and say, I want this part to oh, be a cool. certain color. And the software will figure it out. Yeah. So I could do the classic 70s style red, white, blue basketball. Yeah. But my question to them, and the guy really couldn't answer it, was... A lot of people, when they 3D print stuff, they, they finish it. You like, you know, add layers, you paint it. You know, what you 3D print is the basis for what you can finish, mm-hmm. right? Because when you print something and it looks like this, it looks cool, but you can see the lines. Right. I would want to, you know, put some nice Bondo on it and, and, and paint it and then have, you know, like the, those gear hearts that we had, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I need multiple color 3D printed objects if I'm going to paint it later. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I need... That doesn't make sense The to resolution me. is so fine on the CubeX. You're not going to have to waste the resolution additional is this. time. This is actually made by the CubeX. Really? Um, you guys can check that out. And it's... I think it's a little comparable. It's comparable to the MakerBot. I don't remember exactly what... Um, what how many microns so, it was. So basically what we really want is the one that, that's getting litigated half we, to death. That's um, the one we want. We want the one that's getting <laughs> litigated. The Form 1. That's a really exciting one. Uh, this is just, it's, it's a competitor to the MakerBot. Right. Yeah. A, a different way of doing things. So buy a MakerBot and support oh. open standards and hope, and, you know, or sign on with a Death Star, you scum, and, and get and your you, convenient cubes of plastic. Don't, don't say that too quickly, because MakerBot has some criticism, too. They're not completely open now, because they they have I investment from, doors for him. from Autodesk. <laughs> Auto, and so, you know, they, they kind of have proprietary software now, mm-hmm. even though they're originally based on this open standard. I mean, that still looks cool. Yeah, yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. It looks totally cool. Yeah, so that's 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 what's going on in the 3D printing front at CES. You have to come on uh, Texola to talk about that. Oh, we'll get Will. He, he's better at talking about 3D printers. Okay, what? I absorb it in one ear, and th- that's like we talked about before. Things I that I printing, <laughs> I realized something I should remember. Yeah, awesome. uh, the the Cubex, twenty five hundred dollars for one print head. Mm-hmm. If you want all three, four thousand dollars. Oh my Whoa. goodness gracious! That's a lot so of money. Not, not quite affordable, right now, but close. Yeah. It's it's a nice dream. I, I like you know what and and this maybe is a th- the theme for CES is I like that people are trying things. Okay. CES is proof that you know you don't need to make a product and be- you can believe that will sell and people will you know say that's stupid and that's silly and it's maybe fun on video but at least they're doing it mm-hmm. and they're creating tangible things and some of those lessons learned you know whether it's from their R and D department whether it's you know, in, for us mm-hmm. it's nice to actually see it and feel it yeah. and we'll learn things that will make products better in the future. Totally. Yeah. We're spoiled. We're a little spoiled. We're a little spoiled. Yeah. So let's let's finish up a little bit with the best things you guys saw. We got a whole hour to think about it. So we got to go to our meetup soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the best thing I saw. I already said Mondo Spider, didn't I? 
the mm. best real product. Uh, let me reframe the question. <laughs> if you could have one thing from CES without having to pay for it, whether it's a prototype, it needs to be a product though, product prototype or a real product that's coming out later. <laughs> one thing right now, what would it be? And think about, you know, ecosystems and content delivery and all that stuff. Oh boy. Um, okay, for, if Robert Heron were here, I would look at Robert Heron and ask him which projector I wanted to replace my existing Optima projector. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, darker darks and a brighter lamp would be great. Um, I finally found, uh, you ever hear of FIO? 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 No. So they're, uh, we get questions about it regularly. They're a, uh, manufacturer of headphone amplifiers and they, Basically, the only place you can find it was on Amazon.com. So we always get these these email questions like, "Is it worth buying? Is it any good?" So actually, they had a little tiny booth here, way on the edge of the South Hall, and uh, they're doing a portable music player they call the X3. So it's 192k, 24-bit FLAC Wave WMA ALAC support, like 64 gigs on board or 64 gigabyte cards. Um, you know, like a, a Wolfson uh, uh, Wolfson uh, 200 milliamp. Uh, output, and they had a couple of new, uh, a couple of really nice sounding, uh, uh, really nice sounding headphone amplifiers. Like, you know, the, the idea of actually having like a, a an inexpensive audiophile grade, mm-hmm. uh, music player is really cool. Um, Sennheiser, those i800s are fantastic. Um, I want to say the T90s from Biodynamics. Biodynamics has some gorgeous sounding headphones. So you um, listen to some headphones today. Listen to a lot of headphones today. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I had a lot of fun playing with the 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 one. My one ding on the Idea Center, the twenty-seven inch desktop with yeah. a 1080p resolution. They're releasing a twenty-seven inch version with the higher resolution. Uh, um, not the Horizon. That's not the Horizon. The Horizon's fun. Like the yeah. the tabletop oh, yeah. Horizon. Oh, I don't I want think, that. You know, I want we'll, the. I want the short time. We'll save that for a future. I, I want like the the twenty five sixty by sixteen hundred desktop yeah. computer with a Core i seven PC built in. Uh, Wes, uh, uh, I forget which company exactly, but they're doing a four K monitor, computer monitor. Right. Um, How much? So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard about $10, that. Ten thousand dollars. That's a little out That's of my range. Yeah. Seventeen hundred dollars for a Core i seven PC with a twenty seven inch high resolution monitor. Yeah. I, I might be able to swing that if I sell a cat. But well, okay. Again, price no object. One thing you can have now. Let's just say those twenty five thousand dollars headphones. I do not want the Orpheus headphones. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> do you know what, you know what would happen to that? To, you know, my son would be like, <gasps> and he'd burn himself in a tube, and and the cats would sleep on it, and I'd feel guilty. Um, maybe one of the four K, uh, you know, four K TVs, or one of those one of those OLEDs from LG would be really yeah. nice. That like the eighty five inch, you know, Samsung. Samsung. You know how I know it's Samsung because there's eighty five, and Sony's eighty four. That's Ooh. true. That's true. I liked some of the, um, they had some nice studio monitors at, uh, at the Gibson tent from KRK hmm. that were pretty nice. I'm, I'm looking for a new set of, of speakers for, for the office and I could go mm-hmm. for, for a pair of those. <gasps> oh, do you need like really desktop nice. speakers? Yeah. I have a pair for you. Oh uh, yeah? Yeah. Actually, uh, Hi-Vi, um, they are the company that owns Swans. Mm-hmm. Um, and the M200 Mark III, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat here. 346 bucks. Um, and, uh, they, I want to say a four or five inch, um, woofer, no subwoofer, um, self power designed, shielded for PC use. They're a little big, mm-hmm. but they had an absolutely fantastic sound. And I threw in some TV on the radio. Um, like staring at the sun is one of my favorite things to abuse small yeah. speakers with because like the bass kicks in that wah, 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 wah. And usually like smaller speaker units puke all over themselves. <laughs> and these actually held their own. They had wonderful deer, some really nice, clear, yeah. detailed highs too. So those are going to be nice, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. range of things. So, Texel is your best of CES inconclusive. 
<laughs> Stuff. <laughs> Audio Stuff. related, inconclusive. Yeah. And 4K televisions. And televisions. And and maybe that that Idea Center. I would say the Oculus Rift is uh, my best at CES. Um, yeah. And you guys have to come by to try it out. Okay. Uh, once that is available. Awesome. Oh, gaze computing. Um, the 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 eye tracking computing. Well, that's been around for a while too. I know, for... but I got to use it. I got to zap asteroids with my eyes. I'm like, oh I want to say it's Tibbs, Tibbs, Tebo, Teb. I should Toby? know this. Toby. Toby. Thank you. T o b i i. Yeah. And that was actually, I got to say that that was actually that was the single most impressive thing I did here. Okay. Where where I was literally like where I you know you calibrate it and I'm like bang. I'm I'm looking at things and I'm opening windows and I'm scrolling and then all of a sudden because they they're really smart because they're like we're calibrating your eyes you're looking at a Windows 8 window well, that's how they and then you're out, scrolling like, what, what parts things. of web pages you're looking it, at yeah, like do, the, yeah. you're just racking your brain about yeah. marketing possibilities right yeah evil that can be done with this. I wasn't even it's no I was amazing. just like yeah I was just like because they ratcheted up because then you're like scrolling pages and around a map and then bam video game zap 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 <laughs> and you're like oh, why don't I have this in the comments section? With the people write the nasty things, zap with your eyeballs. So, oh my God, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I know you guys have to go. Thank you guys so much. I want to thank everyone, uh, especially our team, uh, Joey from LA, Matthew Blogger, Wesley Fenlin, for helping out. Uh, we're going to wrap up CES and also our guests. We did, uh, Will and Gary couldn't be this, here this year, so we've been having guests from all different sites. So, I'm going to Recall everyone. Um, on Monday, we had uh, Florence Ion and Casey Johnson from Arts Technica. We had um, Rob, uh, Robbie Baldwin and Christina Boddington from Wired on Tuesday. Um, we had Nathan Edwards from Mark Hutter. And I'm going to thank Brian Lamb anyway because he made the effort. At least Aww. I really hope he did. He's on a surfboard. Yesterday. And, of course, Patrick Norton and Veronica Belmont from Techzilla. Where thank can you. people find you guys? Revisionsday.com slash Techzilla or T-E-K-Z-I-L-L-A or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash TechHD. Well, I was saying personally twitter on twitter oh. <laughs> veronica. at veronica at patrick norton awesome and you can find me at nchan this show will be online for a while you can watch it on youtube you'll find more of our coverage we'll have stuff all next week too on tested.com we got a sign gotta let you know we got a sign <laughs> it's on a monopod we're gonna wrap the show up good night guys 2013 cs is over we'll see you yes! on the internet and if you only care about CS, we'll see you next year. Bye. Now the new year can finally begin. <laughs>